Well, hey, Northside family, good to be with you today. If it's your first time, my name's Nate. Want to welcome you here. Really glad that you're here. And if you're online, want to welcome you as well. And can we just thank God again for the 29 people who are getting baptized this weekend, our baptism weekend. It... uh, you know, you know, this is what's beautiful. We hear a number, but every single one of those numbers have a name and they have a story to them. And it has been incredible over yesterday and today. We've seen co-workers baptizing co-workers. We've seen best friends since second grade baptizing best friends. And it has just been incredible to see the work of God uh, after service just before this one. There's a couple uh, of people, cousins baptizing cousins and moms baptizing daughters and fathers baptizing daughters. And this is the beauty of the kingdom of God. That God is saying, I, I came to earth and it's not just something that I've done. I've come to earth so you can be a part of my family, so that you can be a part of my work of redeeming people in places right where you are. And that's why we're doing this series called Down to Earth. We have a down to earth God who knows our stories, who have come into this broken world and into your story and my story to redeem it and to give us a better story. And what we're doing in this series, it's a three week series leading up to Christmas Eve. Uh, but last week, we're, what we're doing is we're just taking each word each weekend and looking at down to earth because that's what God has called his church to be, you and I, to be down to earth Christians. And last week we looked in Luke chapter 18 about how Jesus is a down-to-earth God and he met blind Bartimaeus right where he was at. And what's incredible is in Luke chapter 18, when you read the story, uh, Jesus is walking through and it said there's a crowd with him and blind Bartimaeus is crying out. Nobody's helping him. Nobody's paying attention. Matter of fact, it said this, that those who were leading the way with Jesus, meaning Jesus' followers, when they heard this blind man cry out for Jesus, they told him to shut up. Literally, the the, the scripture says they rebuked him and told him to be quiet, thinking that Jesus has no time for blind people, thinking that Jesus has no time for those who can't contribute anything back to him. Here's the good news at Christmas. Jesus came for every single one of us, and we are born and we are created in the image of God. So the unborn have value, and those on their deathbed have value, and everybody in between has value because you and I are made in the image of God. And we have a God who's come near to redeem us. We have a God who's come near to save us. And even if you're not a a follower of Jesus here today, or if you're not a follower of Jesus watching online, you need to know that your Father has come near to you. And Jesus has come to rescue us. Well, I remember even at six years old, reminding, before I even followed Jesus, I heard there was a TV show that was my first encounter of hearing people's desire for people to know who they are, for people to be down to earth. Uh, It was on a TV show that I was not allowed to watch when I was six, but I could stay up, hear the intro song, and then I had to go to bed. And uh, maybe you know the intro to this TV show, but this is how the song went. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where? Where? Everybody knows your name and they're always glad you came. And you want to be where you can see our troubles are all the same. Sing it out loud if you know it. You want to be where everybody what? Knows your name. What show am I talking about? Cheers. One guy at the last service went, cheers with his coffee mug to me, man. I'm like, cheers to you, right? And, and at six years old, I remember hearing this song, and you know, it sticks in our minds, and we hear it. We all want to go somewhere where 
everybody knows our name. And people see us and they hear our story. And we can share our troubles. And see, this is the cry of our heart. Even people who don't know Jesus, that's the cry of our heart. We want to be known. We don't want to just be a number. I don't know about you, but over the past couple months, I've been getting stuff in the mail that I get real excited about because it looks like a handwritten note on the outside. You know what I'm talking about? And then you open it up and you come to find out that the font on the envelope is actually people are beginning to print to make it look like a handwritten note. So you get all excited and open up because what people know is this, none of us like to be treated like a number. We have a name, we got a story. There's elements in our life and this is what down to earth is all about. And see what we looked at last week is we looked at how Jesus came down to earth to meet us right where we're at and today we're gonna look at the word to. And what we find down to earth is today we're gonna find Jesus's purpose. Because here's the good news for you and I today. When you discover Jesus's purpose, you'll discover your purpose for your life. Oftentimes in this place, I've grown up asking this question, God, what's my purpose? Some of you, you've asked that question of yourself this year. What's my purpose? Here's what's interesting when we ask ourselves that question, what's my purpose? Sometimes the reason why we never understand or see what our purpose is, is because we keep saying the word, what's my purpose? And what we find is this, purpose always exists for someone else. That's why our purpose here is to connect unconnected people to Jesus Christ. You and I get to be his church, but here's the thing. The church doesn't just exist for itself. The church exists for those who are not yet a part of it. This is why if it's your first time here, we are thrilled that you're here because you are on God's heart. You are on God's mind. And as a church, what we're gonna find today is this. This is what our purpose is to be because here's why purpose matters. And some of you, you know this at your work is that when you have purpose, here's what happens. When you have purpose, you have meaning. And when you have meaning, you have motivation in your day. And when you have motivation, you experience moments in your life of absolute joy. See, this is why understanding Jesus's purpose gives us purpose and allows our lives to have meaning and allows you and I to wake up with motivation and it allows you and I to have moments where God works in our life and in different ways. What I wanna do is I wanna look in Luke chapter 19 because Jesus, some of you go, Nate, I hear about this purpose, but you know, everybody can say purpose, purpose, purpose. Jesus is actually gonna say in one sentence what his purpose is all about. And he says, it's not just my purpose, church, this is our purpose. And so today we have a down to earth God who meets us right where we are, but he gives us a purpose for our life. This is what Christmas is all about. If you've got your Bibles, I want to invite you or your Bible app, I want to invite you to open to Luke chapter 19 or it'll be up on the screen and listen about this story of Jesus because his purpose created a powerful moment. It says this in Luke chapter 19 verses one through 10. It said, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. He's just walking through Jericho. And a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus, and he was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. Now, just a quick background on Zacchaeus, all right? Best way I can describe him, Bernie Madoff, all right? All right, that kind of gives you a mental picture. And you go, well, why would you accuse him of that? Zacchaeus is a Jewish man who's now working for the Roman Empire and he's ripping off his own people because he can collect not only just taxes for Rome, he can collect whatever amount he wants because he has all the power and control. And so here's the deal with Zacchaeus. He's wealthy and he's wealthy because he's ripping off his own people. And Jesus encounters him. 
he's walking through, and he said, there is this man, Zacchaeus, and he wanted to see who Jesus was. But he was a short man, so he couldn't because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore fig tree to see Jesus, since Jesus was coming that way. And when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately because I must stay at your house today. Everybody wants to go where people know their name. Zacchaeus, you come down immediately because I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and he welcomed Jesus gladly. And all the people saw this and they began to mutter, he has gone to, the, to be a guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to Jesus, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated and ripped off anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. And then he says his purpose. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. Let's say verse 10 out loud. Jesus gives us our purpose today. I want us to say it. I want us to hear it. It's verse 10. Let's say it out loud. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. If you didn't know what your purpose is, there's your purpose. At Christmas, we don't just have a God who came near. We have a God who's come to give us our purpose. This is the good news of Jesus. Because with Zacchaeus, really, when they said this phrase, that when, it, when Jesus said, I must stay at your house, the people said this, that he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Here's why we need the purpose of Jesus. Jesus has come for the down and out. He's come, he's come for blind Bartimaeus. He's also come for the up and out. See, a lot of us, we only want to seek and to save one or the other. Sometimes we look at the down and out and we go, they did that to themselves. And like the crowd, we rebuke them. And when we rebuke them and we think Jesus has no time for them, we may not say this out loud, but what we're really saying is this, they can go to hell. And when we see people like Zacchaeus who are up and out, we go, yeah, you're wealthy and you ripped everybody else off. You may not say it out loud, but really what happens is this. If we don't have the purpose of Jesus, this is what we're saying. I hope you all burn in hell. Jesus has time for the down and out and the up and out. See, this is why our Savior, we need him and we need his purpose. And what I love about Jesus is this. He says Zacchaeus' name. The crowd calls him a sinner. And Jesus says, I must stay at your house today. You know why we need Jesus' purpose? We need Jesus' purpose because if we're not careful, we'll just start paying attention to the perspective of other people. I know my greatest ministry regret came when I was a youth minister in Illinois. A couple years ago, I was a youth minister there, and there was a kid in our youth group named Nick. He was 16 years old, and for his 16th birthday, he got a brand new Jeep Rubicon. And I had a 96 Sentra. You know, nothing like the pastor being jealous of the kid, right? And I remember literally sitting there looking at Nick, and I'm like, oh man, you got this new Jeep Rubicon. And here's what began to happen. I didn't live by the purpose of Jesus. I started living by my perspective of Nick. 
Nick's parents had done really well in real estate. They owned like this Italian villa house that, that they lived out on a lake. You know, they got the movie theater and their house and all this other stuff. And here was my perspective of Nick. This is my thought of Nick. He's got everything he needs. And this is the way I thought. What do I have to offer him? I ain't got anything to offer you, man. So I would acknowledge him at youth group, but glad you're here, dude. But in my mind was this, I, I got nothing to offer you. You got wealth, you got house, you got Jeep Rubicon. You're doing good, right? You know what I'm saying? And it was like one of those four by four. It wasn't like the stock version. It was a loaded man, right? You know, the jacked up tires, right? Praise the Lord. Right? You know, I'm like, I'm like, you are set. Until that summer when we went to camp together. And in our small group time, Nick started talking about his struggles and the issues going on in his life. And what happened was this. Nick was actually just a real kid. And here was the problem. I was living more by my perspective than the purpose of Jesus. See, this is why we need the purpose of Jesus. When we have Jesus' purpose, we can actually see people for who they are. And this is what happens when you and I follow Jesus. We get to see Jesus for who he really is. He's a God who has time. For those who have made mistakes in their life. He's a God who has time for those who have been forgotten. He has time for those who are trying to figure life out. This is what I love about this passage. This whole story starts off here in Luke 19 verse 1. And it says this, that Jesus was simply passing through. You, you know where he was going? See, this is why when we read a scripture, we always want to read what happens before and what's after because it sets the context. You know where he goes in chapter 19, the rest of 19? It's his triumphal entry into Jerusalem because a week later after meeting Zacchaeus, he's about ready to die for the sins of all of humanity. The beauty of Jesus is this, he has one week left and he sees Zacchaeus up in a tree, desperate for life, and what he says is this, I must come to your house today. See, purpose gives us a passion. It gives us an urgency of why we're living our life, of why life matters, to seek and to save the lost. What's interesting is this. I began to study that, that word lost. And oftentimes when I was growing up, I just thought that word lost just meant people trying to find their way. That Jesus came to seek and save because we didn't have Apple iPhones, right, to tell us where we're going in life. And we needed somebody because we're just kind of lost. That word lost it's the same word that Jesus uses in John chapter 3, 16, when he tells Nicodemus that anybody who believes in him shall not perish. To be lost means we're perishing. You can only imagine that scenario for Zacchaeus going, I've got all the money I need. I've got all the power I need. I've got all the control and I'm dying on the inside. I'm dying. Maybe you've been there. Or maybe you got more money. Or you got more prestige. You got more going for you. But if you're honest with yourself, you're going, I'm dying. See, this is why Jesus has time for us. He has time for Zacchaeus. And some of us, we go, Nate, that sounds awesome. I, I want to have that purpose. I don't even know how to begin to start following Jesus. Here's what I want to invite you to do today. This is what Zacchaeus did. You know all he did in this passage? This is what he did. He just simply welcomed Jesus gladly. 
You know how you begin to have the purpose of Jesus in your life? You just welcome him gladly. That's all Zacchaeus did. In this passage, it said this, Jesus says, I must stay at your house. And so Zacchaeus came down at once and he welcomed him gladly. Too many times I think this is what's happened in my own life. I confuse figuratively, not literally, but figuratively that our calling is to just come down the tree and humbly submit to God. And here's what happens. Instead of doing that, we start climbing the ladder in life. And if we can achieve more, if we can get more, then life will be better. And all Jesus is saying is this, I just need you spiritually to humble yourself and to come down out of the tree and welcome me gladly into your life. See, this is how our purpose begins when we see that Jesus has come to seek and to save us. In Luke chapter 18, right before this story, it's the story of the rich young ruler and I don't know if you're familiar with that story or not, but this, this rich young ruler comes to Jesus. He's a good Jewish boy, right? He's gone to synagogue. He knows the Torah. He knows God. And he comes up to Jesus and he says this, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? You can hear that he's not wanting to come down his tree, right? You know, he's pretty proud of what he's accomplished in his life. And Jesus says, oh, well, you know, uh, don't commit adultery, all right, don't lie, don't give false testimony, honor your mother and father, the Ten Commandments. He goes, yeah, 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 Jesus, I've done all that. I, I've done all that. Jesus is like, well, we're going to put a golden star by your name in Sunday school. Good job, buddy, right? And then Jesus tells him this. He goes, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go sell all your possessions, give it to the poor, and then come follow me. And it said the man walked away sad because he had great possessions. And what's interesting is this comparison in Luke chapter 18 of this man who would acknowledge God, would say he follows the Ten Commandments, but ultimately would not let Jesus save him because he let his possessions be his savior. And then we see this in Luke 19, this bad Jewish man in Zacchaeus who's messed up his entire life but was willing to come down the tree and just simply welcome Jesus gladly. See, this is how we get the purpose of Jesus in our life. It's how you and I welcome Jesus gladly. See, we don't have to go climb a tree so Jesus will notice us. Here's the good news of Jesus. Jesus climbed a tree called the cross so that you can notice him. So that you can know you have purpose. So that you can know you have a savior who knows you by name. He knows your story and he's come to give you life. And all he says is this, will you welcome me gladly? That's what repentance means. It's to welcome Jesus gladly. Now, I know for some of us, if Jesus were to tell you today, I must come to your house today, you'd go, can you give me two hours? I got to clean it up, right? Like, like none of us, right? Like right now, myself included, I'm like, oh, our basement is trashed, right? Like I know that's there and I know we got dishes and this and that. And here's what happens. Oftentimes, we don't want to welcome Jesus into our lives because we know the mess that he would walk into. And that's exactly but Jesus said, I must come to your house, Zacchaeus, because you have no way of cleaning your life up without me. Zacchaeus just welcomed him gladly into the mess. Last weekend during the 945, we had a baptism that just, it, it took my breath away. Had uh, some friends in a life group who got baptized. Got a picture of them here. Uh, in the middle is Tony Missy. And if you look closely, you can see the tears in his eyes. It's his wife Pam to the left of him, and on the right is Bruce Cutter. Here's what's so cool about this story. Bruce has been best friends with Tony since first grade. 
And Tony and Pam joined their life group a little while ago and started learning more about Jesus and following Jesus together. What does it mean? And last weekend during the 945, they got baptized and Bruce took his confession and baptized and they came out and then this was his face when he came out of the water. That's a man who is welcoming Jesus gladly, right? So this is what baptism is all about. It's just us acknowledging God. I am messed up just like Zacchaeus. I am a sinner just like Zacchaeus. And I'm welcoming you gladly into my life. See, that's what it is that you and I, we get to have this purpose, not just that God came to save us, but he goes, now here's what I want you to do. I want you to go seek and save the lost. I want you to go and have a life of meaning. I want you to go and give hope to your best friend from first grade. I want your life to have a life of purpose. I'm telling you, this is what makes this church so special. It's nothing about us. It is about the purpose of Jesus. This is why I love watching people lead their friends to Christ. This is why I love watching over 109 of you sign up to say, when we go down to Kentucky, to Mayfield, to help, we are in because this is what the church does. That we're brothers and sisters. See, there's only, especially as divided as we are in this area in sports, the only person that can bring this area together is Jesus Christ, right? You know what I'm saying? We got rivalry basketball games. The only way that we can come together is through Jesus. And some of you are going, Nate, I love it. But what do I do once I welcome him gladly? You know what you and I do when we welcome him gladly? We just follow his lead. That's all Jesus asks of you and I. Welcome him gladly and then follow his lead. God, where are you moving? God, what are you doing in my life? Because here's what happens, you ready? When we start following Jesus, we get a new king, we get a new way, and we get a new name. This is the goodness of Jesus. This is what happens in Zacchaeus' life here. This is what he says. Right after he welcomes Jesus, it said, Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, meaning you're now my king. I'm not living for myself. I'm not living for anybody else. As a matter of fact, when you make Jesus your king, you actually become a better employee. You actually become the faithful employee. And even if people don't recognize Christ or or like Jesus, what happens is we come in because we have a king and it changes our work. Zacchaeus says, look, Lord. Meaning, you're my king. Here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor. Let me clarify it. That's not a prerequisite to getting baptized, all right? Here's why he's generous. Because the generous grace of Jesus changes our hearts and life. See, we try to be generous without Jesus, and it doesn't work. But what happens is, when we know the goodness of God, and we allow him, and we welcome him in, it changes us. We realize everything we have is a gift from God. We realize our breath and our life is a gift from him. He says, here, right now, God, I'm going to give half my possessions to the poor. And he says, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay it back four times the amount. What he's quoting here is Exodus chapter 22, verse 1, that says this, if you steal an oxen or a sheep, you pay back four times to that person because as followers of God, we're not to rip each other off. And what he's doing is he's going, all right, God, you're with me. You're my change. I'm going to follow your lead. Jesus says this, today salvation has come to this house because this man too 
is a son of Abraham. He gives him a new name. The crowd only wanted to call him sinner. Jesus wanted to call him a son of Abraham. See, Jesus gives us a new name. And then he reminds people of his purpose. For the son of man came to seek and to save what was lost. The purpose of Jesus meets this man that everybody else had written off. Everybody else had disregarded. And Jesus says, in my economy, nobody's written off. Nobody is a nobody. See, everybody is a somebody to Jesus. Because we all want to be at a place where people know our name. And Jesus says, Zacchaeus, I know you, and I must come to your house today. And he gives them a new name. What's cool is this, on our baptism t-shirts, some people have asked on the t-shirts, it says, I'm a new creation. And they go, where, where, where do you get that from? Why do you call yourself a new creation? We get it from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 that says this, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation because the old is gone and the new has come. The old is gone and the new has come. And today for some of you, you're going, you walked in going, you know what? You weren't even thinking about this. But for some of you today, you go, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I don't have purpose for my life. I didn't know that Jesus was my purpose. And you're going today, I've, I've never turned my life over to him. And here's what Jesus is just asking of you today. Would you welcome him gladly into your life? Like Tony Missy going, okay, God, I'm a sinner. I get it. I understand. And I can only be saved by you. And so today, and here in a moment, we're going to sing. And if you need to turn your life over to the Lord to go, today is the day that I'm just going to welcome him gladly. We want to invite you to do that. We got people down here by the steps over on the side that will meet with you, that will get you backstage. We got shirts, we got shorts, we got towels, we got it all. Because your heavenly father sees you and his purpose is to come and to seek and to save you. You get to celebrate that today. For some of you though, here in a moment, I'm going to pray for us. For some of you, you're like me. And you got baptized a long time ago. But during this song and during this moment, the invitation of Jesus is to put away your perspectives and begin to align your life with the purpose of Jesus. But more than what anybody else thinks, God's purpose is our purpose. It's the only way that we love people well. This is why Jesus said, salvation has come to this house today. See, salvation isn't just between us and God. It reconciles through Jesus and the cross our relationship with God, but it reconciles our relationship with ourselves. Some of you, you've said this. I know God has forgiven me. I just can't forgive myself. You know how you forgive yourself? Through the forgiveness of Jesus. You know how you love your neighbors well? Through the forgiveness of Jesus. You know how you work and you live through the forgiveness of Jesus. This is why Jesus says salvation has come to this house today. 
And during this time of prayer and worship, this is a moment for us to go, God, more than any other perspective, God, I want your purpose to define me. I want my life to align to your purpose. And so I want to invite you, if you would, why don't you stand with me? I'm going to pray for us here in a second. I'm going to invite during this song, if you need to align your life, if you just need to welcome Jesus gladly, I'm going to invite you just to come on down over by the steps. We've got some incredible stories lined up of baptism. I'm going to invite you to stay after, cheer on the people and the families who are getting baptized today. But during this moment, if you just go, Jesus, I've never welcomed you gladly. I just want to invite you to come down. Say, all right, God, coming down out of the tree. And I'm responding to your invitation today. Let me pray for us right now. Father, we thank you. We thank you that, God, you see the people in our lives and you see us, God, when oftentimes we don't see what you see. And Father, we just stop to admit, we've looked at a lot of people and written them off like a Zacchaeus. But the God, the goodness of you is that the people that we've written off in life, you've come to seek and to save. So Father, we pray right now for those. Father, I even just pray for Nick. People that maybe, God, we've disregarded, that Lord, our hearts and our minds would burn for them. Father, that our lives would align to your purpose. That's what you came to do. That's what Christmas is all about, that you came to seek and save the lost. And Father, we pray for those today who have signed up and Father, who will come forward in a moment, Lord. We pray for their hearts, God, we pray. Lord, would you protect their hearts and their minds as they turn their lives over you today to say, Jesus, you're my saving grace. I'm looking to no one else. And Father, we thank you that you make us family through Jesus. You make us your sons and daughters through him. Lord, today, would we welcome you gladly. And it's in your name that we pray. And everybody said, amen. Let us sing. If you need to come forward right now during the song, come over to the steps. Let's sing right now.